A crazy lady in a grocery store says that she really likes my tote bag and then expects me to give it to her. When I tell her no, she stalks me throughout the store following me, aisle by aisle, staring at me, waiting for me to give her my tote bag. When I leave the store, she gets into her car and tries to follow me home. Here's what happened. Subscribe to Am I the Jerk on YouTube and hit the bell to turn on notifications. So this happened a couple of days ago and the more I think about it, the more disturbed I get. For some backstory, I am a huge musical theater nerd and a few years ago I got to see The Phantom of the Opera in Seattle and as a souvenir I bought a tote bag with the play's logo printed all over it that I am still very fond of. Now the show is playing in a theater in my area and there's been a lot of local buzz about it. I went to see it this weekend and decided to carry my Phantom tote for a while since my love of the show has been bolstered and the bag is a great conversation starter for the other theater nerds I may meet in public who recognize the show that my bag references. Now let's set the stage. A couple days ago, I went to the grocery store near my apartment to stock up on some pretty standard foodstuffs. When I walked in, I saw a cashier that I'm friendly with working at the self-checkout kiosk, so I stopped to talk to him for a few minutes. My bag was hanging over my shoulder within clear view of the doors. After a couple of minutes into my chat, I felt a tap on my shoulder, so I turned around to address whoever was trying to get my attention and found a relatively normal-looking woman. Average size, normal clothing, normal hairstyle, nothing to indicate that this woman was a Karen type in any way. Is that the Phantom of the Opera on your bag? Me being happy to chat about one of my favorite musicals. Yeah, do you like the show? Um, it's fine. I took my daughter last weekend to see it at the local theater. She loves musicals. Me too. I thought it was a really great show. The cast did a really great job and she cut me off to say, Did you buy that bag there? I didn't see that bag in any of the booths. Actually, I got this in Seattle. I saw the show a few years ago. Oh, because there weren't any souvenirs of this show my daughter liked. She would love that bag. Then she looked at me expectantly. Then as I start to realize what she wants, I say, um, I'm sorry your daughter didn't find any keepsakes that she wanted. She was so disappointed. She didn't have anything to remember the show by. She would love your bag. Love it. Well, I know. I love this bag. I hope next time your daughter sees a show, she finds a souvenir she likes. I'm pretty nervous to this point because I'm very non-confrontational and I've read plenty to know entitled parents like causing scenes. I grew my bag very tightly, trying to hold it against my body with my elbow and with both hands tightly on the straps. I tell her, I've got to go do my shopping now, excuse me. To my pleasant surprise, she didn't say anything else, so I really thought I'd gotten away without any crazy happening. I grabbed a basket and went to the cereal aisle. As I'm putting Cheerios into my basket, the entitled mother also enters the aisle. She doesn't have a cart or a basket and she doesn't try to approach me again. Instead, she just stares at me. I decide to try and ignore her and go about my business as usual, grabbing the things on my shopping list. Every aisle I go to, she follows me into. Every single one. Just staring at me. I'm certain she was waiting for me to let my guard down. I go through the self-checkout and she hangs by the discount bread rack nearby, still watching. Knowing she's probably not going to give this up when I leave the store, I flag down my acquaintance working the self-checkout kiosk and tell him I'm pretty sure that the entitled mother is going to follow me to my car. He's wary of her and walks me and my purchases out to the parking lot and doesn't leave until my bags are loaded and I'm in my car with my doors locked. I was still keeping an eye on the entitled mother and sure enough, she left the store when I did, watching me as I got to my car. I saw her get into her own car, still watching me. My acquaintance who walked me out went back to the store and I was left alone in my vehicle, caught in an awkward staring match with the entitled mother, also 
also in her car. She didn't even try to hide the fact that she was watching me. It dawned on me that the entitled mother was likely to follow me home. So instead of taking my usual exit that would take me back to my apartment, I drove over to the exit that turned off onto the more major street. The entitled mother followed me like I expected. I sat there for a couple of minutes at least, waiting. See, there's an intersection at the corner of the grocery store with really long light times, so cars end up lining up a fair amount. I waited until the last possible second until that light turned green and unleashed a wave of cars turning right just before they hit, leaving the entitled mother stranded to wait for them to pass if she wanted to follow me. I drove up the street and got onto the highway, then took the exit for the next neighborhood over and took the back way to my apartment. My car is pretty noticeable. It's bright orange, and I didn't want to take any chances that the entitled mother may recognize my car by going back the way I came. It seems that I successfully ditched her because no one has come banging on my door demanding I give them my phantom totes. Needless to say, I will be leaving that bag at home from now on. An update from the future. For anyone who still cares about this incident, I have news. The entitled mother has been banned from the grocery store. I haven't seen her since, but my acquaintance who works there saw me come in this morning and asked me if I remembered the crazy lady who wanted my bag. It turns out she's been in a few times since she followed me home, but didn't pull anything until last week when she attacked a girl trying to steal her My Neighbor Totoro themed jacket, again claiming her daughter would love it. Police were called. I have no clue if that poor girl is pressing charges, but I hope she is. Either way, the crazy entitled mother is no longer allowed in the store and us nerds can once again shop there with our nerd merchandise in peace. So in this situation, what would you have done? This is actually kind of a horrifying situation. The mother followed her out of the store, got in the car and tried to basically chase her car all the way until she went back home to do what? To bang on her door and ask for the tote like the OP suggests here? Or something much more insidious than that? We'll never really know because luckily the OP was able to lose her on the way back home. But that is a pretty serious thing. Somebody trying to follow you home to find out where you live is obviously something to worry about. Somebody being awkward or staring at you in a store is one thing, but she took it to the next level. I wouldn't be surprised if this mother wasn't a mother at all. If she didn't even have a kid and she just becomes fixated on certain things and has this automatic go-to excuse of my daughter would love it as a way to try and justify her bizarre behavior. In the update, she attacked the girl in the grocery store because she wanted her Totoro jacket. This lady has some serious issues and it sounds like she can actually be pretty dangerous. So if this happened to you or a loved one, let me know how you would respond down below. Am I the jerk for giving my stepson a 20 minute time limit to return my car before I phone the police? I am a 34 year old female doctor and part of my job entails being on call for one to three nights a week, twice a month. My fiance Dale, who's 30, has been saving with my stepson's mom to buy him a car for Christmas. My stepson Rex is 16 and he has a license already but always has to borrow his mom's station wagon or his dad's beat up pickup truck. His mom's car is lame and embarrassing and his dad's car can only hold one passenger, not practical for a teen. On to the main conflict. Rex texted me yesterday around 12 if he could borrow my car after school. His friends wanted to go to the mall but the bus route is too long. Could they borrow my car? I texted back a sorry but no, I'm on call again. Can you ask your mom? He says no. I told him sorry but my answer is still no. I'm sure you will find a solution. Ask your friends and you can all figure it out. If you see where this is going, you are less shocked than I am. I was up in my home office, the room where I keep my switch, my sewing machine, and my laptop, so not an official office, when I heard Rex and his friends downstairs after school. I was going to see if they needed anything, 
anything, but they left after a few minutes. An hour later, I went to the kitchen, cleaning up the empty bottles and wrappers from their snacks. I saw the spot where I left my keys empty. I began to panic. First, I bolted to the door. My car was gone. Immediately, I dialed my stepson. He picks up and it's obvious he's in a mall store that plays loud music. I told him to get his butt home now. He laughed and said that I am not his mom. He'll be home whenever he pleases. I am not proud, but I told him that he has 20 minutes to get home or I will call the police and report my car stolen. Rex panics and said that he couldn't find all his friends and drive home in 20 minutes. I told him tough crap. 10 minutes later, I get a text that he is in the mall parking lot and will be home soon. I phoned Rex's mother and informed her of his stunt. She was madder than me when I told her that I was on call. She apologized and promised to talk with Rex and Dale ASAP. Rex came in, threw my keys, and locked himself in his room. Dale finally came home around 8 and said that he had been on the phone with his ex. He demanded to know why I punished his son. I put my foot down and I explained, I am on call. That means I need my car. Rex stole my car. Dale disagrees. His ex agrees with me and decided she will not be buying Rex a car anytime soon due to his entitlement. Dale thinks that I am making a big deal out of nothing. I didn't end up going into work, so why did I have to threaten Rex? I have only gone in twice this year while on call. Just because nothing happens doesn't mean that I am always clear. Rex is now grounded. My fiance barely speaks to me, asks me when I'm going in today, and if I will apologize. I am not budging, and I am still pissed that he doesn't get it. For some additional information, Dale is 30 years old, not 29. But yes, he was 14 years old when Rex was born. Don't get hung up on this. This isn't about teen parents. Rex's mom was 15 when they had him and is the best mom if you ask me. She is who introduced me to Dale. I am going to have a very frank discussion with Dale tonight. Rex is with his mom so he won't be in the middle or get involved. The kid still wouldn't look at me and called me a B who won't let him get his own car now. More of the story is explained via responses to comments. So here are a few of the OP's responses. You think I could have ruined my stepson's life? I could have lost my job because of his selfish actions. If I am on call and don't respond, someone might die. Rex's self-centered attitude could have caused way more harm than he realizes. He thinks that I have it easy sitting around waiting for work to call me in. It is not easy. I am constantly glued to my phone to make sure that I don't miss a call. I cannot relax on these days. I am not off or on vacation. I have to be ready to drop everything, change into my scrubs and be out of the house within minutes. So when I noticed my car was missing, I could do absolutely nothing. In my head, I was jobless with an oncoming lawsuit. You think that this was just a teenage rebellious stunt? It was Rex being an entitled little jerk. And you defend his actions, probably because you are his age and don't understand real life experience. So your comments are nothing but useless garbage to me. Go bother someone else. Jumping into the future, there is an update. So apparently, Dale reads through this subreddit on his work breaks. He texted me a link to my post during his dinner break. A short time later, I received a call from Rex's mom, who said that Dale called her and ranted about how I made him look bad online. She told him that she didn't give a care because he did not react the way that a good parent should. Dale was so furious that he told her that he would be calling his mother to see if someone actually cared about his feelings. Dale's mother handed his butt back to him good and reiterated to Dale that he was not an active part of his son's life until he was six, so he has no leg to stand on. Dale tried to complain about how everyone was being unfair to him. She shut him up and told him that his son did something wrong, and this is not about punishing him for being a bad father. Dale returned home a little while ago, about an hour earlier than he usually does. He 
looked defeated, but he was still short with me. He said that he was disappointed that I posted, and now everyone who knows will think he's a joke and a bad father. I didn't think this conversation would end up with my ending the engagement and the relationship, but it did. The house is all in my name, so Dale is packing up his stuff and crawling back to his mom's house. The wedding date wasn't set, so no money or time lost there. Dale said so many things that I don't even want to write down. This is not the man who I have known for four years, and I am honestly shocked at how selfish he is. He said my doctor money would have to buy Rex a car to make up for all the hard feelings. I am astonished at how delusional he is. I am done with this account, and I will not be returning. And one last thing to add. The fact that he wasn't in Rex's life until age six was a huge red flag to me. He never mentioned it to me and refused to admit that it was a big deal during the argument we had when he came home. So, now that you know everything, was I the jerk for giving my stepson a 20 minute time limit to return my car before I phoned the police? Based on that last comment that Dale made about her using her doctor money to buy him a car to make up for all the hard feelings, really makes it seem like deep down Dale resents her for being a doctor and having money that isn't being spent on him or Rex. How is there any interpretation that what Rex did was okay in Dale's mind. If they were going the route that Dale was saying and not punishing him and not saying anything to him, then Rex would think it was okay to just steal somebody's car. And in this case, it was particularly serious because it wasn't just anyone's car. It was a doctor who was on call. What if somebody actually did die? What if he decided to go an hour away? They called her to come in to save somebody's life. She said, okay, I'll be there. Went out to the garage and found that there was no car. And then the person died. The severity of the situation isn't lessened because she didn't happen to be called that day. And if they did think that it wasn't that serious because she wasn't called that day and then Rex thought it was okay to just take the car whenever he wanted, eventually there would be a day that would come that she would be called in and the car wouldn't be there. So either way, you're reinforcing terrible behavior that does have real life consequences to other people. That aspect of this story makes me think of those thought experiments where you give somebody a box and in that box is a red button and every time you push that button, you get a thousand dollars. But every time you push that button, somebody that you don't know will die somewhere. So the question is, how many times do you push that button? Zero times or enough times to get a few million dollars? I think the reason why it didn't resonate with Rex as much is because the people that could potentially be in a life-threatening situation, they're out of sight, out of mind for him. So they don't really mean anything to him in that moment. Let me know how you see this whole situation down below. What would you do and jerk or not a jerk and why? I walked in on my husband doing the deed with his partner and I'm happy I did. So about a year ago, Matthew, my husband who's 39, started saying that he wanted us to open up our marriage. His reasoning was that he was no longer attracted to me because I'm too loosey-goosey. He didn't want us to get a divorce because he still loved me. He insisted that we continue being a happy couple that did not act in the bedroom with one another. We would have our needs met by someone who we would slash could consider to be our other partner. I was initially hurt by this because when he explained his reasoning, he didn't miss a beat when insulting me. I was no longer attractive to him because I aged. I'm currently 34 years old. I agreed to open the marriage because I love him and I didn't want to lose him. A brief set of the rules we agreed on once we found a partner. We would have to introduce our partners to each other. My husband introduces his partner to me and vice versa. We can do the deed with other people, but in order for it to be considered okay, we'll have to tell each other about it. If we get into that sort of relationship with someone, we must get tested regularly. We don't do the deed with our partner in our home. We can build emotional relationships with someone, but can't be taken as far as love. We show our partners the rules and explain our boundaries. We do not call our partners pet names. My husband and I must come home to each other 
every night, sleep in the same bed, wake up together. Typical marriage, just without the friskiness. We have more rules, but I just wanted to state the main ones. A couple weeks after Matthew insisted we open our marriage, he brought home his partner, Jamie. Jamie is so pretty, like an angel. A fresh-faced, beautiful boy with the uttermost perfect smile, the literal definition of youth. I had never been more intimidated in my life. The introduction was so embarrassing. I had no idea what to say and I just wanted to cry. I literally witnessed my husband's type change in front of my eyes. Jamie and I are complete opposites, physically and personality-wise. Now, on to the story. Yesterday, I came home on my lunch break to take a quick nap before returning to work and came home to find my husband and Jamie doing the deed. I was shocked and I didn't really even know what to do. So I just left and went back to work. I honestly wasn't even tired anymore. As I was walking into work, I saw that I was being bombarded with texts and calls from them both. So I just turned my phone off. I got out of work around 9 p.m., but I didn't want to go home. I went to a movie and just drove around after. I fell asleep on the side of the road and returned home at 8 a.m. this morning to get ready for work. When I walked in, I saw Matthew and Jamie at the table. Jamie looked sad while Matthew looked pissed. I told them, good morning, and went and got ready for work. Matthew followed me yelling, saying that what I did was wrong, and my reaction was completely uncalled for. He told me that I was being overdramatic and had him up all night worried because I wanted to act like a child. I don't know what came over me, but I stopped him mid-sentence and asked for a divorce. You don't love me anymore, and I don't want to love you. I'm so lonely, and I have never had anyone nitpick my appearance more than you. If you aren't attracted to me, then marry someone you are attracted to. I want a divorce. He looked shocked and told me that I didn't know what I was saying and that I was just tired. When he tried walking me to the bed, I got really mad. I smacked his hand away and left again. This was a breakthrough for me. I usually let people walk all over me, but I didn't let him do it again today. I didn't want the open marriage and I don't want someone who puts me second. Was I the jerk? As a whole, everything here just sounds so sad. The OP has really been putting up with something that they didn't want to deal with this entire time, but luckily they were able to stand up for themselves, even if it took a really long time to do so, and say what they did or did not want. It kind of sounds like something broke inside the OP when this all happened, because it was almost automatic, the response of, I want a divorce, you don't love me anymore, and I don't want to love you. The husband here knew what their rules were, and then he decided to break them, and then try to blame it on the OP, and then say that the OP was acting like a child, and over dramatic and other names. So let me know how you would handle a situation like this down below and jerk or not a jerk and why. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. To finish listening to all the stories in this series, use the playlist at the top of the description. And next time you live stream, use the cream of the crop music. Search for cream of the stream on Spotify or whatever music platform you use for copyright free music to use for your stream. It's free cream of the stream. Either way, thanks a lot for listening. We'll see you guys next time.